Welcome back, powerful practitioner family, powerful practitioner community. Or if you're new here, welcome. I am your host, Paige Kane. If we haven't met yet over the beautiful airwaves, if this is your first time tuning into the Powerful Practitioner podcast, consider this a warm hearted, arms open welcome. Your intuition led you here. This podcast is for intuitive coaches, energy healers, psychic readers, or simply at-home alchemists who are feeling called to practice psychic, intuitive, and or energetic work. And inside of the podcast, you'll attune to the spiritual practices, principles, and insights that will bring you instantaneous magnetism, life-changing internal shifts, and of course, massive soul growth. And with all that magic, let's dive into the episode. Now, before getting into this episode of the Powerful Practitioner podcast, I do want to inform you that all information presented during this episode is intended for informational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor does it replace professional medical advice diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or another licensed health professional. So today's episode of the podcast is really two big, personal, very different stories. It's like story time with me, You get to get cozy with your favorite blanket, cuddle up on the couch, and I'm going to share some big, big things with you. First, the story of my engagement, which I've been asked about to share. So in case you missed it, Zach and I got engaged a few weeks ago, I think like literally two weeks ago. And in case you don't know, I can be a little bit rebellious, a little bit non-traditional. We designed our engagement ring together, which was such a beautiful process. I shared a lot on my stories about it once I could reveal that I was engaged and we had been doing this thing. We had been designing the ring for six months. So I'll definitely be talking about that. You can already hear me getting all excited and giddy. And then on the other hand, I do like the other side of things, these are such, oh, these two, these two stories really have such duality in them. I also really want to speak to burnout in the online space, in the coaching mentorship industry, in business and being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. I feel like this is a really big discussion that needs to be had because there are so many, not just business owners, but those of us who have careers who have invisible illnesses or things happening in our lives. And when I'm speaking to this, I'm really speaking to anyone who has chronic illness, anyone who has chronic pain, or anyone who may serve as a caretaker. I think it's like one in three people are a caretaker. And from working in geriatrics, I I know, and and just from life experience as well, I know how much that can like take a toll on people or how challenging that can be. So today I really want to speak to this idea of burnout, really coming from a place of 
there are so many people who have invisible challenges and invisible health challenges in their life and my personal experience. So I hope that you gain some insight and just inspiration from my story. I posted about it on Instagram and just had so many people respond and say, yes, I want to hear your full story of dealing with burnout, of getting a couple different medical diagnosis, diagnoses, <laughs> diagnoses. And it's honestly something that's really impacted my life. And it's taken me a really long time to be comfortable to talk about this because I feel like, not to use the word chronic again, but I feel like it's chronically misunderstood, especially in the space and the industry I'm in and in the spaces where I'm seeing a lot of content around burnout. And while there are so many beautiful resources, there's a lot of misunderstanding as to what creates this, what causes this, and how to find resolution and bring yourself back into balance. So those are the two very big personal discussions we're having today. I am nervous. I'm excited. I'm feeling vulnerable. But as always, I can't wait to share with all of you. I always say the podcast is the community I feel so empowered to share in. And that's because of all of your feedback, all of your loving reviews, all the kindness all of you send to me on Instagram or via email. I appreciate and have gratitude for every single one of you for holding this space along with me because these are big, important conversations. So we'll dive into engagement story first, and I'm going to answer some of the questions that I've been getting about our engagement. So there are three big questions I've been getting. When did you guys meet? So Zach and I met actually back in October of 2016. He was my personal trainer at the time. The about how many months, like six to eight-ish months it took us to figure out that we really liked each other is a story that should be its own dedicated podcast, but it took us a while. And I have never gone into a relationship with someone where there was such a solid foundation of friendship built first. If you are maybe manifesting or working on finding your partner, your significant other, something I will say that I never thought I could have until I met Zach is having someone who is so inspiring, so willing to help me in all areas of my life. I've learned so much about business from him. And he just has these incredible intuitive downloads, these messages from spirit to deliver to me in the like most needed moments. He is absolutely incredible. So we've been dating for a long time. We've been together for a long time and now it's official. He's my fiance, which feels so weird to say. If any of you have been engaged, I'm sure you know, like the transition is like, what? I'm supposed to call him what now? The next question I got was, how did the engagement happen? So I will dive into the ring, the story about making the engagement ring next. But obviously, I was, imp I was a part of making the ring. But Zach is traditional, and he really wanted to still do a traditional proposal. So Zach would not let me go pick up the ring when it was final, when it was ready. I asked him, I said, can we just go see our amazing designer? I will make sure she's linked in the show notes. So I asked him, can we just go see Anna together? We can just go pick up the ring and that can be it. And then I can have it. 
I was really just so excited to see it in person and I didn't want to wait. But little did I know on a very like normal Saturday where we didn't have anything going on, this was about two weeks ago, I went that morning and got a massage from an amazing client slash friend, Jessica. She's incredible. And was just having like a blissful day. Zach told me he was going to go indoor golfing with the boys. I was like, cool, we'll go do our separate things. And then he had this whole plan for when we got home. When we get home, we'll do this and then we'll walk the dog and then we'll go do that. And this isn't out of the norm for Zach. Zach likes to tell me about his schedule for the day. We communicate about our schedules a lot just because I'm an entrepreneur. He works a non-traditional job where his schedule fluctuates. So schedule conversations are not weird. I was like, yeah, that that makes sense. I'll walk, we'll walk the dog together and then we'll figure out dinner if we're going to go see a movie, blah, 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 blah. So I get home from my massage and I think Zach was already home and we get ready to go walk the dog. The only kind of funny thing Zach said was, oh, you should wear this coat because I was about to put on his like giant oversized jacket that I wear when I walk the dog. And he encouraged me to wear like this cute red coat that was sitting out that you can see in the pictures in the reel on my Instagram. And I, and I thought, okay, I'll put on that coat. Maybe he, he's going to wear the other coat or I don't know. I don't really know what I thought, but that was like the only strange thing where I thought, Hmm, okay. But I just went with it and we went to take the dog onto our favorite walking trail. And it had hailed that morning, but the sun came out in the middle of the day. So like everyone and their dogs <laughs> were on this trail. And I didn't know it at the time, but Zach was walking around with the ring in his pocket and trying to find a quiet place or a quiet opportunity where no one was around to do the proposal. One of my big requests in being proposed to was that it wasn't in a public space where like a bunch of people could watch us. If we were at a restaurant and Zach like got down on one knee, I would have had a freak out. It wouldn't have gone over really well, over very well. I asked him to just like wake me up and propose kind of like in the movie About Time. If you've seen that movie, it's one of my absolute favorites. I wanted something super simple and just a part of our day. And that was special to just us. I'm a romantic <laughs> in that way. So we're walking around and we go one direction and then we turn back around. I didn't know it at the time, but Zach is like looking for a quiet space to do this. And we get to the uh, one section of our walk where Zach and Powell often run ahead and we'll practice some recall work. If you have a dog, you know what recall work is. We practice here with our dog and pa he'll let Powell off the leash and she'll run back to me and then I'll send her back to Zach as long as it's really safe and there are no other dogs or people around. So Zach and Powell run ahead and they're like really far ahead of me. Zach like sprints off with her. Zach is a personal trainer. He can do shit like that, right? And so I'm just taking my time walking behind them and he sends Pal back to me. And as she's running towards me, I notice that she has this thing on her collar. And I was like, she didn't have that on there earlier. And I think this is kind of when I started to figure it out. Um, so I grabbed Pal and I started to take this bag, this little black bag, this really nice bag off of her collar. And that took me a second. Zach runs over, makes sure she's all leashed up for a while. We're kind of hanging out on the trail together. And 
when I get the bag off of her collar, I figure out that, oh my gosh, the ring is inside of it. And in that moment, Zach got, got down on one knee, asked me to marry him. And that was it. Super simple, super cute. I love that pal got to be a part of it. And very, um, what did my dad say? Oh, it was very, you've got mail, which I love that movie. I watch it once a year. I don't know why I can't remember the name of it, but it was very sweet, very cute on our meaningful walk in nature, a place that's super meaningful to me. And it was just so nice. And we kind of kept it private with, except for telling our family for the weekend. And then we started celebrating publicly on Monday. It was such a sweet, wonderful proposal. So the next question I got was, tell us more about your ring. There's a lot of meaning in my ring. It took us six months to design with Anna of Nested Yellow. She did such an incredible job guiding us through the process. It was so cool to make something custom and meaningful. And we really did this because one, I'm I'm picky. <laughs> and two, I'm I actually don't wear a lot of jewelry or accessories in that way. I don't even have my ears pierced. I own three rings, all of which are inherited or gifted to me. And so Zach and I decided it was best if we did this together. And the process was so cool. You first just go and do a consultation and really talk about your vision, what's meaningful to both of you. You talk about your love story. You talk about your personalities. And Anna just starts to draw and, and sketch different ideas. And then we didn't come to her with a stone picked out. So we chose the stone together. We had three different options. And the one that I'm wearing right now is the one that won. And I absolutely love it. It changes colors. It's incredible. Some days it looks blue. Some days it looks like a really deep bluish brown. Sometimes it looks green. There is imperfections in it, but imperfections in the best way, as in it has multiple colors where a lot of other sapphires are just all one color. I had no idea going into this that sapphires could be so many different colors. And the ring really represents a wave in the ocean. So the ocean was something really big in our design conversations. I have a lot of Cancerian energy in my chart. Water is super meaningful to me. Zach and I travel to the coast often and it's meaningful to him as well. And in particular, the stone at times really looks like midnight on the ocean, which is so incredibly cool. And the wave-like design is mimicking the ocean as well. So that was really important in our design. And then there are small little details. The ring is asymmetrical, which I really like. It looks symmetrical, but there's different details that make it slightly asymmetrical. And the small details on the ring actually come from all of the pieces of jewelry that I've inherited or that are meaningful to me in my life. So in my very small collection of things, this fits in so seamlessly. It's so cool to have done this together. And I really, really recommend if you can, or if that's what you're dreaming of going through a custom design process like this, it's just amazing to have a piece of art that represents you, that represents your partnership. So cool. I absolutely loved it. Feels very me. So thank you for celebrating along with me and bearing with me through the story. This the next thing I want to talk about, I feel like I have to take a deep breath. Is big. I want to talk about burnout. 
in entrepreneurship. So for those of you who may or may not know, the last 18 months has been full of physical healing for me. This has been, the past year and a half has really been this time of claiming, reclaiming my physical health and bringing my physical form back into balance. So a big focus of mine has been health over the last year and a half. And this happened when I received the diagnosis of Hashimoto's as well as adrenal insufficiency, which I do not have primary adrenal insufficiency, which is Addison's disease. I have just depleted my cortisol. We'll talk about that in a moment. I also had low progesterone, so estrogen dominance, as well as histamine intolerance was another really big one for me. So I went to the doctor and got diagnosed with all of these things after going through a lot of testing, having a lot of conversations. But a big one I really want to talk about is this cortisol depletion, like where my cortisol was so low that I didn't have a diurnal rhythm, that it was so low that my doctor was like, I can't believe you're not complaining more. I can't believe you're still standing day to day. Like you should be exhausted. So burnout, when we're talking about burnout, yes, there are tons of emotional and mental aspects to burnout. Yes, yes, yes. I have I have those too. But there's also this like physical depletion of cortisol that is a part of the burnout picture as well. You can have adrenal insufficiency and that's burnout. So if you are someone who is like super tired, you feel like your energy levels are off, you're wondering why, why am I always so exhausted no matter how much I sleep, whatever I do, please, please, please talk to a physician. I feel so grateful for mine, but being tired all the time is not the norm. And one big misconception is that healing from burnout is fast, (laughs) is a fast and speedy process when really it's slow and I'm going to have to be careful, at least with my, my, my picture, my health picture, with my adrenals for years to come. And this really gets you thinking about how do I dial back stress in my life? How do I prioritize rest? How, I pri- how do I prioritize things that are healing for my body? And so many other things started to not matter as much, like pushing for insane growth in my business stopped mattering as much. It was more so how can I how can I take care of my health and still do the things that I love. And if you're a coach or a practitioner who is working with someone who is suffering from physical burnout where their systems in their body aren't working optimally, this another big misconception is that this can be resolved by signing more aligned clients or creating a sexy, hot new program. And what happens when you don't have cortisol, your motivation can be really low. You may not have energy for anything, including the clients that you love. You have days where I definitely had these days. I can think of December when luckily I was taking time off. Days where I just, you just want to sleep. You just need like a two to three hour nap in order to to feel better in order to let your nervous system reset in order to really 
calm down and to be in a place of rest. So what I really want the online space, this the online industry that I'm in to take away from this is if your client is really suffering and they're saying that they're burnt out, extend compassion. Know that the fix may not be in their business. Understand that this is possibly something that is happening in their body. The idea that business owners never get burnt out is just untrue, especially from my perspective. This was like probably years in the making. At one point I was running Future Intuition. I had a part-time job and I was getting my master's. I mean, talk about stress levels. So it may, may have had nothing to do with the energetics of or anything going on inside of my business. It was really about the quantity of work, the quantity of things I was holding space for and the amount of stress in my life. So, and with that, do not ignore burnout. Do not ignore if you're feeling extra tired. Do, do not ignore the stress. And for me, stress can be tricky. I am not always externalizing stress, but I can often feel it in my body. So like, I don't always feel anxious or stressed or overwhelmed but my body will. I'll hold tension in certain places. So if you're someone who maybe this conversation is resonating with on a personal level, this is your opportunity to really listen to your body. And here's what I've been really doing as I work with my doctor and medical professionals. I've been, I've really prioritized rest. I think especially right after getting that diagnosis, it was like, if I needed to sleep, I fucking slept. <laughs> I took so many naps. I allowed myself all the rest that I needed. What's really helped me in bringing my cortisol levels back up is I walk pal every morning. So I'm getting sunlight immediately when I wake up. A happy lamp is amazing. One of those dawn alarm clocks where the light slowly comes on has been really helpful for me as well. I have prioritized relaxation time in the float tank. I go float, which is amazing for not only my physical health, but mental health as well. I have brilliant downloads there. I do healing work on myself there. I do lots of clearing in the space when I'm doing healing work, but I do healing work on myself there. I go to the infrared sauna. Massage has been really powerful and slowing down in business. And by no means does that mean Feed your, feed your intuition's revenue has slowed down. Last year, actually, we had our best revenue year ever. But I decided to launch less and to focus more on products and services that I felt really aligned in. I really allowed myself space I needed with clients when I was having off days or medical flare-ups when I needed to move things around. And I really just started listening to my body and stress levels. I did and received a lot of energetic work on myself. I do tons, tons and tons of hypnosis. Listening, I listen to a lot of meditations and energy healing audios. And I really think those things have been so incredibly helpful in reclaiming, reclaiming parts of me, parts of my life force from an energetic perspective. So when these things happen, of course, I'm doing so much stuff on the physical plane, but also doing stuff on the energetic plane for this as well. And I want to say that this has been hard. This has been scary. Anyone who feels their energy, their physical energy, especially 
being drained or taken away from them. I have developed this habit of worrying when I'm going to do something new or I'm going to be on my feet all day. Like, am I going to make it? Am I not going to feel well? Am I going to end up feeling really bad and need a nap? Or the next day, am I going to feel like shit? And honestly, sometimes I'll try a new workout. The next day I do feel bad and you just, you learn. But the fear, if you have a chronic illness or chronic pain, um, that fear of trying something new is is very real or that fear of what if I don't feel good is is really real. And that's something I've really been encouraged and um, to move through on my own. Also understanding spoon theory, how many spoons I have in a day, how much energy I actually have for output. This would be so great if you're working with clients and they're moving through any form of burnout, asking them like their level of output that they're currently comfortable with or how their output fluctuates would be so incredibly powerful. And and I would say as someone who has chronic illness would be incredibly meaningful. And then being so kind and compassionate to yourself when you're in a challenging season or a flare up. I definitely have those, those moments still where it's like, shoot, I am so tired or I can feel myself teetering on the edge again. And it's just learning to listen, learning to listen to my body and learning to listen to the times that you really need to dial back. As entrepreneurs, as business owners, or even those of you who are in traditional careers, there there are a lot of invisible things that we deal with in life that we're not bringing into our business. And this is just a reminder to everyone to be compassionate to yourself, your clients, the people you work with, that there are invisible things happening behind the scenes. And a lot of people are moving through these things. So I hope my story really helps to to bring light to this topic that burnout is a really big journey. It's something that doesn't get resolved overnight. There are no real quick, quick fixes. There's no one magic potion. It's really a, a cumulative process. And I'm always here to chat with any of you who are feeling this conversation or if this is resonating with you. And with all of that, my final message is to seek support when you need it. Listen to your body. If something feels off, go see a doctor. I also want to say advocate for your health. If you feel like something is off and people are telling you no, see another practitioner. Try seeing a naturopath. Really, sometimes we do absolutely have to advocate for ourselves. So please, please, please do. You know your body. You know yourself best. Thank you for listening to both of these stories. I know they were two totally different life things, but I am so appreciative and grateful for this community, for this space to share. Go out there, spread compassion and kindness, especially now knowing that there is some unseen, invisible challenges or suffering happening. I share these things because they've truly changed how I approach life and business. And I hope it does the same for you as well. With that, the podcast is most likely taking a few weeks off. So be patient. We will have new episodes coming out probably closer to May. I am just wishing you all so much magic and I will see you soon. Bye. (laughs) 